The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of paid sponsors. Episode 164 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenaire. Looking for a custom cake or a themed cake for your next life celebration, birthday, anniversary, whatever it is, work with one of their designers or go into one of their five locations around the Montreal area, including Ontashiro in Brossard and get hooked up with the best custom cake in the city. It's Les Delices Lafrenaire. Baton Rouge, Grillhouse and Bar, savor this limited time offer, barbecue pork back ribs and creamy potato soup duo for only $30, happening until February 25th. Check out the closest location near you by going to batonrouge.ca. Tired of having water bottles all around your house? How about a reverse osmosis system that works like no other with 99.9% pure drinking water it's the k5 system by kinetico for more info listen up later on during this podcast or go to kinetico.ca this is the drive-by with freeway frank the drive-by podcast brought to you by own space abdul Yes. What's I going did, on, man? Yeah. Nice to see you. Good to, to be here, man. Thanks for having me. You just walked in, Look. and I immediately offered you a beer. Yeah. Because uh, Canada. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, but not a Canadian beer. No, you're disappointed. I get that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even give you a choice. I, I just... thought there'd be a Canadian beer here. Yeah, that's no, fine. <laughs> nice to see you. Uh, great to see you, man. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm this a fan. Uh, thank you for saying that because uh, I love being in this spot because we could record at any time. And right now, at the time of this recording, not that it makes any difference, but I like to say it sometimes to set the mood. Right. It is coming up to 7 o'clock. You've beat the uh, the traffic. You came in from the west side of Montreal, West Island. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about anything. We'll sit back and uh, have a few uh, beers and shoot the shit and have some real conversation. Something I couldn't have done back in the day working in the building where I worked with your bro, yeah. Bilal, who's a cool guy. I uh, never got the chance to do that. Anytime we'd have comedians on, which comedians are my favorite types of guests because they're they're cool and very eccentric even though i went this i shouldn't be doing this in 2024 see how this goes yeah we'll see Uh, but (laughs) the thing about having comedians on when i worked in radio is you would literally i remember having bobby lee on and literally my program director told me you've got three minutes and break it up into two 90 second segments yeah you have no no time at all to do anything uh to get deep or talk or say anything yeah yeah and you've done a lot weird yeah you've done a lot of radio and tv interviews and i mean what can you possibly say or come up with in that short period of time that's going to really show everybody showcase everybody the cool guy that you are and the funny guy that you are yeah it's a it it does go super fast and then you by the time it's over there and they always want you to say something funny or like well i gotta (laughs) there's got to be like a moment or something like give me a moment to get funny like exactly you know you have no moment yeah yeah it's normally all the same questions all the time but yeah no it's uh, nice to sit back and just be able to you know Jose, as they say, Jose, non Francais. Do you? So you left Quebec how long ago? Uh, I left uh, in 2018 uh, to move to LA. I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. So you were in California first, and then uh, 
that whole experience of uh, psychoness pushed you over to Florida? Well, I kind of like, uh, well, COVID really yes. at the start. I mean, I didn't no, want to say the word, but I'm glad you listen, brought it up. Listen, it, it's not, it was not what people think. Like, it's not like I wasn't like the early uh, escapers to Florida. Like, I was one of those people that just like immediately ran to Florida. Yeah. I kind of know some I, people think that I, I, oh, everybody, the moment yeah. I tell them I moved to Florida, it's ridiculous. The things that people tell me, man, like, it's like, they like, are you, wait, you're, are you, you're like Trump, like uh, <laughs> right wing. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why, why Florida? And I'm like, I don't really, is that a question? Why have you ever been like, it's beautiful. Why, yeah. why not Florida? Right. But yeah, California was, uh, well, I was there for two years and I honestly, I hated myself a lot. I hated just, <laughs> I hated, I just was not happy there. It just really is, uh, not what you expect it to be. At least for me, like I thought it was like a nice hippie loving everybody's, you know, not even having close. a good time. It's like, <laughs> no, it, everything's very like business oriented. Yeah. Like everyone's like down to, you know, really into business. Nobody's like having fun because they're stressed out and trying to climb the ladder and so you're not really having a good time when you're there you're just grinding it out trying to fit into this business which is not i mean to me being funny i don't it's not focusing on the business like i can't that doesn't work for me so i, I think like it really made me miserable being there like i wasn't happy and then when COVID hit i came back to canada and i was here for like a year and a half and like dodging COVID, not going out trying to avoid it and then uh, I had a gig, I had uh, like a whole gig planned in uh, New Brunswick uh, with the Hubcap Comedy Festival. We were doing like a theater tour. It was me, Ali Hassan, and Candy Palmiter, who ended up passing away like right before the tour. And then COVID canceled the whole thing. So we ended up going from like nine theater shows to doing one Zoom show. And I was like, and that's like a lot of money that you lose. Right. So I was just like, man, really? Like, all. so I ended up going to do the Zoom show and I got COVID. And I was like, this is after catching COVID after a year and a half and hiding and all of this. And then my gigs get canceled. And I'm like, now I get COVID. And I'm like, this is this is it? This is what it is? <laughs> and, and I had a friend in Florida who was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you got your green card? Like, come down. Like, we're wide open. Everyone's having a good time. So I went down to check it out, and I stayed. I just liked it. Yeah, it's really... So did you, when you did go down to check it out, was it at the beginning? So that was March, February of 2020, and you headed out when? I, I went in 2022. Okay, so a couple of years out. So yeah. you were here for the entire lovely experience. I stayed of, here uh, for all of COVID when we were like all locked down, everything that went down. Yeah, wow. I was here. I was at, actually out of the States for longer than I should have been. But because of COVID, they were l super lenient and yeah. let me back in. But yeah, it's uh, it definitely uh, it was like I went through the whole thing here where we're like, you're not even allowed walking outside. <laughs> Everything that just shut down. And I mean, that's why I stayed here too, because in California, it was no different. Like yeah. in LA, it was like, you couldn't even leave your house without a mask in the summer. And it was like boiling hot out. And everyone's living in a shoebox apartment for a lot of money. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I going to stay here? And I can't do anything. So yeah, I came back to Canada and then just tried to reassess what I was going to do. I mean, this whole thing like knocked the wind out of like, comedians especially i mean a lot of you were hit the worst I yeah think. we were hit pretty yeah. bad so like yeah. you don't even know where you're going or what you're doing you know at this point it's like well what am i doing you know even i did i remember doing the winnipeg comedy festival and this was like after uh this was in 2022 but like midway of in the year and i was already living in florida and i went to go do it and 
the whole all the covid rules were still in place and you're like you can't you got to do a covid test when you walk in the theater and i'm like what happens if i have covid now like you're not gonna let me do the show i'm right (laughs) here you know so like all that stress and then and then they dropped me off at the airport the day after the show and i'm like now you got to do another covid test and they don't let you fly if you get covid now i'm stressing out outside the airport going and i'm waiting for my email on my phone they do the the rapid test at the airport i'm like am i getting back in am i not what happens if i get covid am i living in winnipeg now for (laughs) for like 10 days like how does this who pays for this what's happening here you know like so I think like, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> well, you know, like there's no answers, right? They're just like, well, these yeah. are the rules. They're like, yeah, but what if I can't? And what if I don't want to pay for it? You know, like right. how crazy is, is all these rules? It's just very stressful to live through. Yeah. It and, was a crazy, it was just unbelievably yeah. nuts here yeah. in, in Canada during that time. I did something similar where I went to, uh, my wife and I went boxing day to, uh, so boxing day, 2020 going into 2021, we went to Arizona. We were supposed to be there for 10 days. Yeah. We came back June 26th. Wow. As soon as I found out everything that was going on, everything closed down, I took a lot of heat. You know, for some people was like, oh, this guy escaped. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard curfews were on the way and yeah. all this bullshit. And I was just somebody that believed from the start, even though I was super germaphobe from the start, yeah. you know, I was a different guy. COVID yeah. changed me for the better. I, I asked the questions I needed to ask, which you weren't allowed, right? You just couldn't ask fucking questions. Yeah. Got me into a lot of trouble. And, uh, but I didn't care. I was in Arizona. I, I was doing Instagram lives every day. I was having a great time. I was trying to keep people um, company during that crazy time. But being in Arizona was kind of like being in, in Florida right. where everything was open. Everything was normal. I was watching news from Canada, and we were shaking our heads going, what the hell is going on dude that's what it's like living in florida like you watch the news now in canada and you're like what's going on up there man like what are you guys doing to each other like it's really uh, like and then when they look at florida and it's funny because it it goes both ways because when people from here look at florida like what are you guys doing down there (laughs) man like really like and it's a, a thing everyone like yeah but you're not worried about shootings and like everyone has guns and i'm like yeah but Everyone has guns, so nobody kills, like, around me, at yeah, least. That's like a good thing. Yo, I, I'm telling you, like, in California, I told like, in L.A., you got to watch, like, all, people rob everything, right? You leave it out for a little, a second, it's gone. Like, they'll rob it. When I moved to Florida, my neighbor left these two weed whackers outside his front door and, and for, like, three months. <laughs> and I, I'd walk by them every night, and I'm like... I want to fucking steal this weed whackers. Like, I'm like, someone needs to teach this guy a lesson. Like, you can't just leave them here. Someone's yeah. going to steal them. But then I thought about it. I go, oh, yeah, we're in Florida. Everyone has guns. They probably just leave it there because they're like, I'm not touching it. Who knows if this guy's going to come out with a gun or not. Yeah, that's right. So you kind of like, I find people are a, a lot more respectful than they are in places like California. I found people there were... Uh, you know, more entitled and like everyone's like trying to take from each other rather yeah. than, you know, Florida is from at least where I live. I feel like it's such a supportive community. People prop you up, man. When you do shows there, people come up to you after where are you going next? I want to, I want to come see you again. 
they're very like supportive. They are. Uh, and it's weird because you see a whole different view of Florida when you watch the news from here. Yes. So yeah, I, I just tell people, you got to come experience it. It's not what you think it is at all. See, well, you just said the key phrase when you watch the news from here. Yeah. Because it is a different portrayal of these places that when you spend any amount of time in Florida or even Texas, or God forbid, say that word, <laughs> Texas, right, yeah. uh, Arizona, any of these great states, the the message that they're giving out on Canadian MSM is completely different than your experience there. Yeah. It really is. So people, it's like the media here hypes up, and having worked in it for so long, it hypes up all the bad stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, even the news when it starts in Canada, it's like duh, 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 like you know the right. the music like just gets you. You're like, yeah. oh my god, what's here happening? <laughs> right? Adrian Arsenault has brass knuckles now. You ever see her with the? She's got like a double ring. Like she's ready to, like she looks dangerous. Yes. Like it's a very aggressive newscast, I find. Like, yeah. you know, it's either too fluff. Like you watch like the morning shows are like too fluff or like once it gets dark, it's just in your face and everything's evil. And it's, uh, it's just, uh, I don't think it helps people relax in this country. No. And I'm feeling it. Like when you come here, People are stressed. I find people are stressed. Yeah. Well, I look at you right now. You look, even before the first beer, super chill, super <laughs> relaxed. But you seem like that kind of guy anyway, like a, just a chill kind of guy, lean back kind of guy. But people are, honestly, I was a different person in America. I just felt calm. Here, I feel on edge. This is yeah. always something at the back of my mind. Yeah. Right? Something I, is something that's going to go wrong on the way home. Well, dude, you can't... There's, Of course you're on edge. You're like constantly... You're driving home. The, the speed limit goes from like 100 to 70 to 50 <laughs> to 70 to 100 to 50. You're like, I'm on the highway. Why is it 50? Nobody's working in these construction zones. Right. Right? The but potholes. They, so then you might yeah. get a ticket, right? There's all, the, the potholes, like... There's always something, especially in this city, I find like, dude, just parking in this city is like, am I going to get a ticket? You know how many times I've gotten a ticket where oh, I, yeah. pay, I paid for parking, but right. I still come back and there's a ticket. Yeah, because the signs make no sense. They're pointing in every direction. Even every if Every day of the week is on there. It's permit, not a... No permit. You can't... Yeah, you can't relax in a society yeah. like that because right. you're always wondering, like, is someone out to get me? Yeah. Right? That's and, how you feel. That... You, that's so right what you just said you know is somebody out to get me you feel bullied like feel i feel bullied by the the system here right like i came back my first year in florida i was there i never once got pulled over at all i came that i drove from florida i came back i was in montreal for a week i went downtown to do a show and driving home i get pulled over for and what I'm, reason so the cop comes up to my window and asks <laughs> asked me for my license i go what did, i go what did i do he goes, you ran a red light. I go, that's impossible. There's no way I ran a red light because I was driving next to all these people that you just let go next to me. You came after me, and I know I didn't. But he just pulled me over for the sake of pulling me over and checked my papers, and, and then he, he, he asked me because I had my Florida... Uh, uh, driver's license? Driver's license. There was something that he asked me that it's not the same as Quebec. The registration, I forget what it was. But I was like, yeah, we don't have that. And oh, yeah, the, yeah, your registration is basically your tag, your sticker on your license plate. Okay. So I go, that's, look at my plate. You got my sticker. He goes, no, you got to have the paper. I go, no, that's not how it works in Florida. So he, then he kind of got like, okay, went back to his car and he didn't give me a ticket, which oh, nice. I mean, but there was no reason. No. You literally pulled me over for no reason. Yeah. I did not run a red light. 
but you feel I and I this has happened to me in in Montreal so many times I've been pulled over just to ask for my ID for no reason and then when I find that's why I say is it's it feels like there's always somebody that's looking to take you down here for something like the cops are always like they're not there to s protect you they're there more to like give bust you tickets balls, yeah. yeah bust your balls yeah and it's like why how how is that comforting to your citizens like why is that something that they do why are they looking constantly to give you tickets and in places like like look i live in florida where people would be like oh they're really racist there right dude i've never been pulled over <laughs> By a cop, I mean, knock on wood. <laughs> I'm, in the, back, no, I'm on NBC News <laughs> next week getting beaten with a baton by a cop in Florida. No, I mean, knock on wood, man, dude, I've never had a bad experience. Yeah. Cops are super nice, very nice to me. You know, even coming back, I find like, uh, like here, I, I travel now. I got a cat. I just travel with my cat. And the TA TSA agent in Florida is like, Oh, it's such a cool, is it a boy? Is it a girl? How old is he? You know? And then, and I, I'm just talking to him. I get to Canada. The, 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 the guard just looks at me, dude, straight face. She's like, where did the cat travel from? I'm like, <laughs> the same place I did. Like, what Cincinnati. Kind of like, what? Really? Did, yeah, we met halfway. Oh, my. You know, like, yeah. it's always just so negative and aggressive yeah. at you. It's like, yo, chill out, man. The yeah. cat's. The cat's with me, man. We came from the same place, <laughs> all right? Obviously. It's great. You're right. Those those little things that people have this bad image about America. Meanwhile, here in, in Canada, especially in Quebec, very yeah. unique province in Quebec, shit happens all the time that would have people living elsewhere just shaking their head constantly. And they do. Right. They're only here. You know, I know people that are either... Uh, expats or even just Americans that come up here and literally they're not here very long and for the whole time they're here they're shaking their heads yeah and they're texting me like this happened today or this yeah. happened or how do you guys do this and there's always seems like the problems arrive when you arrive <laughs> across yeah, the border. Right, yeah it's wild yeah it's definitely interesting that people need to experience things I think nowadays too the way that there's a lot of narratives being pushed in certain directions for political reasons. So people just kind of believe what they're told, but really just experience it for yourself. Yes. Don't listen to anything, any news or don't even listen to what I'm saying. Just go experience it for yourself yeah. and see what things are like. Cause again, like I, I mean, a lot of it I talk about in my act is like how living in California was nothing like I thought it was going to be. And living in Florida was nothing like I thought it was going to be. So it's very interesting when you go into to certain things with a perspective and how, you know, just actually experiencing it changes your view on it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to do that. There must be a lot of, more than ever now, because I hear it all the time, more and more people from Canada moving directly to Florida because they've had enough because of... Dude, the they're last, everywhere. Yeah. They're all over, like Canadians are, and then not only that, just snowbirds, right? They're yes. there all the time. Yeah, you like must hear the Quebecois accent. Every, oh, it's, it's Where the, do you live? It's the greatest. I'm right in Pompano Beach. Oh, nice. So I'm like... That's a nice spot. Yeah, I'm like, there's all Quebecers everywhere. Yeah. It's great. I love listening to them. Sometimes I hate, sometimes I get caught. <laughs> I, I wear my Canada hat to the store. I try not to now because I like... I like listening in to what they're complaining about. Exactly. And I'm sure they're still complaining. <laughs> oh, of course. They're in of heat. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always complaining, about, complaining something. about something. Yeah. <laughs> when you were working for, um, so what years were you at? This hour has 22 minutes. Uh, that was now, it's like uh, 2013. That was like yeah, 10 years ago now, 2013, oh, 2015. Yeah, 2015, I think, was when I left. Yeah. So you, 2015? Yeah, I left. Okay, so you were there for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. 
Yeah. And how did you get that gig? Because uh, that's not an easy, you know, you're not easy gig to get on our national broadcast. Yeah. A show man. like that. Because during those years, I don't, I don't know anything. Is it still on? It's not on anymore. No, oh, it's it? still it's on. Still, see, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know on. because the whole COVID experience killed my TV viewing for every, pretty much everything. I don't mm -hmm. watch. I watch YouTube. I watch whatever I follow, podcasts, whatever it is. I get my news elsewhere. It's sad because having worked 30 years in the business that I don't watch any news anymore, any of those shows, I didn't even know it was still on. But I do remember when you were on. So Rick Mercer is... Is he part of that as well? He was. was he part was of one of the one of the earlier cast members. Okay, he was, but he's yeah. not there anymore as well. No, he had his own show afterwards. He had okay. the Rick Mercer the report Rick Mercer that he report. did afterwards. That was and pretty then, good too. And then he went and then they can't. Well, I, he stopped doing it after I think now maybe seven eight years ago. Okay, I think, so yeah. you were there for a, a couple of years. Yeah. How did, did you end up getting it? Uh, uh just making videos like. Yep. Um, at that time, like nobody was doing videos. Like it, you had to have like a video camera. Like cell phone cameras were not good yet. Nobody was doing anything on on cell phones. So, yeah, I just started making videos, doing uh, streeters, doing man on the street stuff, like Rick Mercer. Like I grew yep. up watching him. Um, so I mean, I was totally inspired by by Rick Mercer, uh, for sure. And this hour is twenty two minutes. Um, but yeah, so I started doing these streeters, and I did. I, I did two of them, and the second one, like, took off in Quebec. It was about the Can Montreal Canadiens hiring an English coach. I remember that one. And yep. and so that kind of, like, sparked uh, some interest, and people <laughs> were looking at, you know, looking at me at that time because I was kind of doing stand-up, doing the open mics, trying to get good. And I think that was, like, that's something, like, I'm, I'm – I always feel comfortable and i enjoy doing is the streeters like doing doing that type of stuff and interviews um so i did them on my own and i 22 minutes did it also they ended up going to the protest i didn't know but they aired it uh, uh a piece from there so somebody had told me about it and i watched it and and it i mean it was it was just a piece it wasn't like anything you know it wasn't like what i did what i did like actually caused some controversy yeah it was in the news the media people were picking it up and like it was on a lot of french radio stations they were talking <laughs> they did not like me uh and it was interesting because i've never had anything happen to me like that so i was kind of scared at first i'm like are they coming after me like people from like the Société Saint-Jean-Baptiste. Oh yeah, they didn't Dude, like they you. Were, they were like, yeah, they were trying to look me up online. They were yeah. trying to figure out where I lived. Oh boy. So I was like, uh, yeah, I thought I was, uh, I thought it was going to be like uh, a lot. Of, I, I thought it was going to be worse than it ended up being. But um, so I ended up uh, meeting uh, one of the cast members that summer and just mentioned it to him like, hey, I did a piece at that rally you guys went to. So he asked me to send it to him and I sent it to him and he forwarded it to the uh, showrunners and that's how it snowballed. They had me come that season. They had me do a piece from Montreal, uh, which has never happened. Like I remember calling ACTRA to ask them because I wasn't even part of the actors union at, the point, at that point. And I, I was like asking them questions like, what do I do? They're coming to film me and they're like, 22 minutes is going to Montreal <laughs> and I'm like yeah and they're like and you don't have an agent and I'm like no <laughs> I'm just some kid with a camera man <laughs> like none of this made any I had no idea so they sh they tried me out they came and it did that piece didn't make air but I heard from a lot of the writers after I made the show it did really well in the live studio audience 
So they ended up bringing me in the next year. And it was like a trial. It was like six weeks at a time, then like another four weeks, then like another two weeks. So it was kind of stressful because you're always on your toes trying mm -hmm. to, you know, trying to, you're like, I don't know, I guess I'm here for four weeks only, so I'll make the best of it. And then they're like, all right, we'll get you on for another two weeks. So they're like, okay, I guess I'll... So yeah, it was a little bit weird, but that's how I ended up on the show. And then they had me on for a full season the, the next year. And that was it. And <laughs> they had enough. But um, that's how I ended up on the show. It's just like word of mouth and, and like people, you know, saw my video and, and talked about it. And I did something on my own, which is like, you know, like this, you know, you got to do things on your own and, and, and people will take notice. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. But look, when you did it, like you said, nobody had back then cameras at their yeah. disposal or not cameras on their phone or good cameras, right? Think about it. When you did it, it actually took real effort, real organization. Yeah. Now, anybody could grab their, everybody and their uncle and their sister and brother and dog yeah. are hosting a podcast. Yeah. They have a YouTube channel. Some people have taken off on YouTube too. It's not to take anything away from them. But because of the fact that anybody can do it, it has become very saturated, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to weed through all these shitty videos yes, to get yeah. to the good ones. And sometimes, this is what I talk about with my wife about all the time is sometimes you're sitting there wondering and my wife's like this video's got five million views check go see how many sub this guy's got 1.6 million subscribers right and it's disheartening because you see it and you go this guy also has absolutely zero talent right he has an audience but for some reason people feel compelled to well, watch them for and there's a lot of great people that's not to yeah, take anything away yeah but back when you did it okay and you were doing that and recording and all that there was none of that so it was that much more difficult well, it had to be good. It had to be good. Because exactly otherwise, like now it's like people play with the algorithms. People that, know how to like manipulate it and yes. make it go into their favor. So that's why you see when you see something, you're like, well, they're not that talented. But the video kind of seems like it should be professional. Like it is. Mm -hmm. It's just because they know the algorithms. They know how to edit. They know right. how to do all that stuff. But back then, it's like it had to be funny. Otherwise... It did, and that's why I, I enjoyed doing it more than, than I do now, because now it's like, it could be really funny, but it doesn't just, it doesn't take off, because you didn't, you don't know the algorithms, you don't, you didn't post at the right yeah. time, you didn't share it to the right platforms or the right, you know. That must be frustrating, though, because I know it frustrates me. That's why me. I gave up, I don't do very many clips online and yeah, stuff, because of that. But you should, because, look, yeah. you're... <laughs> what I remember about this, <laughs> look at me. I was like, yeah. no, no, but I like your stuff. Okay, yeah, I've always yeah. liked you, and, Thanks, and I remember telling your your brother back in the old uh, quarry, in the old days of uh, radio, saying, "Look, you're, you're." I remember saying to people many times, like, and and uh, this would be insulting to say this in 2024 because radio and TV has changed. But back then, saying, "Why doesn't this guy have? Why is this guy not on the radio or like some morning show or something?" Because He's interesting, and everything that comes out of his mouth is, is he's a funny guy. He's real, okay? This is back then, right? right. And, and today, it's, it's lacking. The reason why all these businesses, all these platforms are dying, TV, radio, is because, well, they missed the boat 20 years ago. They never changed with the times. Yeah. And there's just not a lot of good content. A lot of commercials yeah. and bad content. So, yeah. you know, somebody like you doing this and doing it like you did, even though it's 2024, even though, look, 
I'm older than you for sure, but we're both getting older. I, if you feel any way that I feel, it's not about laziness because I, I feel like I work hard and I know you do too. But some days I'm like, you know, I have this friend of mine who's who started a YouTube channel and I was like, it's going to be hard. And he's got 90,000 subscribers wow. and he's on fire. Okay. Wow, good. And good for him. Yeah. And, and he's found his niche, which is trashing Justin Trudeau, but it works. Right. Right. But, but what I'm saying is I always tell him, dude, I'm old. Like, it's not that I don't even understand it because I'm on it. I'm doing things in this, in these mediums. Right. But it doesn't come naturally. Right. Right? Yeah. Do you feel that yeah. way? Like, in you, you're like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to go on Instagram and do what? Yeah. And, I'm gonna get, and then you get discouraged because you get, like, minimal views. And you're like, but this was funny. Some jerk-offs getting millions of views. And you're like, that wasn't funny. Yeah. That's why I love uh, live stand-up. That's, like, I'm so happy that I have that, that I don't... Otherwise, if I just had to do, and I get it that you got to do that, like you got to do the social media to build the following, to sell the tickets to, and I get it. And, and it definitely, if you could do it and it, or if you've hit and it, and it's great, that's awesome. But when I, for me, I've, I never do good when I force things and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So I don't enjoy it. And I don't do what I do to like make it. I, I do it because I like doing it, and you tell. and people, yeah. if you like it, good. And if yeah. it, if I take off because of that, good. But if I have to manipulate it, or I have to like uh, do a million clips and dance and like you know do backflips and stuff, like that's not me. <laughs> I'm fine with not doing any of that, you know. Like yeah. and like that's the best that I perform. I perform the best when I don't care about the business stuff. Yeah. I don't care. I just want to do what I want to do. I want to say what I want to say, mm -hmm. and that's it. And it's a big reason why, like, moving to Florida for me was, like, um, I just wanted to, especially with everything going on, like, even in stand-up in Canada, you know, like, in Canada, you can't say anything. Like, you know, like, a lot of the stuff that you say on any of the platforms, like, if it's CBC, like, I would do CBC stuff, and they edit you, and they tell you, take this out, and you're like, okay, but, okay, well, what do you want me to change it to? Uh, 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 let's see what the... Uh, Let's see with, uh, you know, the, the producers. Let's ask them what they want. It's like, okay, well, if you don't even know what I should be saying, why are you telling me that what I'm saying is not right? You know, like I've had so many instances. Like I was at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and I did a joke and they made me come out and redo it because I said the word handicapped in my joke. And the crowd laughed and nothing went wrong and it was perfectly fine. But they were worried that if they put it on TV, somebody would get upset because I said the word handicap. Mm -hmm. And I came back out and I was kind of frustrated with it. And I'll, I'll probably post that clip one day. Someone filmed it from the crowd and I called it out on stage and the crowd gave me an applause for it because I was like, you know, why are we always worried about like these are just words like what word do you want me to say? Well, you want me to say disabled? Oh, is that better? Like, is disabled better than handicapped? That's and even who, worse. You're who the person's not able. Right, exactly. Like, who's deciding this, yeah. you know? So, yeah, a big part of, like, uh, just getting out for a little bit was I just need to get away from everybody trying to put me in a, like, put any entertainer in a box. Yeah. And I just want to go somewhere where I could say what I want. And even if it means, like, I'm not, I'm not doing bigger shows because I'm starting in a new place and I got to start over and build that, you know, name in a new area and try and get better shows with it. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't, I don't do what I do because I want to be super famous right away. I just, I enjoy the ride. Yeah, I am enjoying the ride. There was yes. a point in time where, like, you feel like, and that's what it feels like. A lot of people are chasing something. Like they're like, I gotta chase after this. You know, I need it now. 
And I think with comedy, especially too, like a lot of the great, like good, really good comedians nowadays, lately, like they broke older on, you know, like Bill Burr broke later in life, you know, he didn't break at like 25. No, he was, is it possible he was in his 40s? I think he, he was in his 40s. I think he, he was yeah. like mid 40s when he, yeah. when he broke. So it's like, I'm, I'm not in a rush. I'm only 38, you yeah. know, so oh, I'm not, young, I'm, I'm not in a rush and I, I want to get good and I want to talk about the things I want to talk about and get good at that. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to build. And places like Florida allow me to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I could say what I want to say and people laugh and they're not uptight about it and they see it and it doesn't matter what you're saying. You can be making fun of them, but they're still open to laugh about it. And then that lets you say more and you get, you're able to explore more and that's how you get better as a comedian. But when you're like in an area where they're telling you, you can't say certain things, you're not going to get better because you're, you're trying to fit what they want you to say and you're going to always second guess what you're saying because you go, well, is that what the producers are going to want me to say? Maybe I should pitch something more what they want. Yeah. So you're watering down your comedy for what yes. they want rather than doing what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, uh, with the route that I'm taking, especially right now in, in my career with yeah. comedy. Uh, just being able to like just step back go to a place where I could say what I want and work on getting better as a comedian. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, that's great advice at. also for people that are up and coming, younger comedians. What you just said is just be yourself. And, and, <laughs> right. What's that? What did I say? No, no it, I don't fucking remember the last <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes, Frank. I've been talking and drinking beer with you. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, the fact that, you know, be yourself, do what you do, say what you want to say, and then let it happen. If it happens, yeah. it happens. Like you're right. Most of the time, people are chasing a dream, yeah. right? And then because of that, they're trying to fit in to what whether you know if they work for a TV company, they're trying to fit in with what that corporation believes in. Right. No, it can't go outside those lines. If they're working for whatever, it doesn't even have to be somebody in our field, right? right. It could be whatever it is. People tend to put themselves in in the you know, in that building, wherever they are. And yeah. Say, okay. You're trying to let please me just the, fucking please in the, the masters, the right? Masters, your boss. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. The mothership. Right. Yeah. And then you, you, that's where the failure, I think comes For from sure. next. That's the next stress, dude. Stress yeah. like crazy. Cause yeah. now you're stressing out. What do they want? Yeah, right? Exactly. It's not, what do you want? And that's why they hired you. Yes. They're supposed to have hired you cause you've got the knowledge and expertise. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And then they tell you what to say. You go, yes. well, listen, uh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. That was my experience <laughs> in the last few years of radio. It's like, well, why'd you hire me? Right. You don't want me. You want somebody else. Don't right. say this, say this, don't put them on for this long, but I think we should put them on like, that's not your call. So, it's like if you fit the CBC, let's say you were at this hour, 22 minutes, mold for a year or two years after that, it's they'll find somebody else that will abide by their rules because they are rules and yeah. there's an agenda. Not that I want to go down that road fully, but look, it just felt like even back in the, CBC has always been the national broadcaster, but I just felt like back in the day, you know, there were a lot of funny shows and I always found, I always, always liked Rick Mercer. I always liked the the comedy that they provided. You know, it was very right. Canadiana and all right. that. When you came along, it was like, oh, this guy's cool. He's different. Do you think a guy like Abdul Butt would work in 2024 on CBC saying, like with the stuff that's going on right now, even though you would be poking fun yeah. and staying within the tracks, do you think somebody like you could work today taking shots at, you know, 
Trudeau and no, whatever's going on. Not no, at no, all. No I, li- I literally, j- I think I just said, I did just say this to uh, to a friend recently because I, I watched a clip on 22 Minutes and like where I go, I, I try to explore things, you know, I try to get deeper, but now it's like, I watched a clip recently and it, the sketch was about, um, uh, you know, why you shouldn't touch black women's hair. And I'm like, <laughs> who are you talking to? Like, are people doing this? Like, where are you living? Under a rock? Like, are you literally need a sketch to tell people not to touch black women's hair? Like, and that's, and it, and it, and the way that they put it out there is like, they feel like it's a public service announcement and like they're doing, case. they're doing us all a favor by, you know, this sketch is like cutting edge, you know, nobody ever thought that you shouldn't touch a black woman's hair. How funny is that, that they're, yeah. they're talking about it. So it's like, I wouldn't, there's no way I would fit in on that show yeah. now. And even at the time, there was moments where I'd see my piece air on in front of the live audience. And I'm like, and I'd worry myself that I'm like, I don't think I fit in on this show for where they're going mm-hmm. for like the direction I want to go and the way they're going. Not at all. Cause there was times where like, I remember I went to the conservative convention in, in Alberta and I did a piece <laughs> and I was like, and it was Stephen Harper at the time. So I was, I was going after, you know, his party and, and cracking jokes and, I came back and it was a great piece. Like I got one of the one of the MPs like was mad. Like he turned around when I I said a joke because uh, uh, at that time it was Patrick Brazel uh, Brazo was in the in the news about uh, I forget like all his stuff. He was getting he said something. He's singing Friends in Low Places or something. So I cracked a joke. <laughs> I go, who's gonna sing Friends in Low Places now that Patrick Brazo is not in the party? And uh, he turned around like he really wanted to fight me. He goes, yeah. so what'd you say? And isn't he a big guy? Too? Yeah. <laughs> the, no, this, it was another MP. I forget. He was like the f- uh, minister of like farming or something. Okay. <laughs> he was not happy with me at all. And when we went back to Halifax, they cut the piece and everyone loved it. Everyone was like, yo, this is hilarious. The showrunner was like, I feel like you went a little too hard at them. And I was like, well, isn't that the point? You know, we're a political show. We're supposed, they're in power. We're supposed to be going after, you know, the guy take down, you know, not take down, but point out, you know, you hold their feet under the fire. That's what you got to do. Um, but then he said something that I, I'll never forget is, yeah, but they fund us. So we kind of can't See, go yeah, after and they were, them. They, they, and hard. they always have. So, so as much as people yeah, say that it isn't yeah, uh, controlled, 100% it is. Of course it's controlled. Because yeah. if you're going to poke fun at the government, they're not going to give you as much funding yeah. next year. You know, yeah. So they try to play, and that, that feels like why I ended up at, well, at the end I did get, I, you know, I kind of got fired from the show. Is <laughs> I was going in the direction of like trying to be, you know, edgy and doing things that would, you know, be a little bit more aggressive, I guess, in that sense with the pieces. But that's, you know, they want to please people. They don't want to uh, upset the people giving them money. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I guess if you ask me now, yeah, no, I wouldn't fit on the show. I see them going down Snow Hill, you know, like on a toboggan with a politician. I'm like, you're supposed to be making fun of this guy for what he just did Did. in the budget. You know, like, what are you doing? This isn't a, this isn't a campaign for him. Like you're not supposed to be making him look personable and, and be a guy here. Yeah. Right. You know, (laughs) like that's the type of stuff that I don't fit in with that. So yeah, especially nowadays with what's going on, it's very, uh, it's very interesting to see and watch and you could see, you know, politicians are really making friends with a lot of the people that are in higher places in the media and there's a reason for it you know yeah because if you're friends you're not going to talk bad about your friend 
You yeah. know? So it's like you're manipulating it now. They're figuring out ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm never that. Like, you know, I wouldn't be your friend uh, as a politician if I was on a show like that. Like, mm-hmm. no, my job is to like, and I enjoy doing it. So yes, I'm not, invite me to your party. I ain't going, you yeah. know? That's yeah. not going to be, you're not going to get me like that. But yeah, that's uh, people. People are different, though. I'm. Uh, it doesn't always work in my favor to be that type of way, but I enjoy it, and it's who I am. So, you know, when I I find when I change who I am, then I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. You don't strike me as somebody that um, lives with a label in the sense that you know you're lefty or a righty. Right. You're just you, right? And yeah. I like to, to consider myself, even though people have, you know, their idea of me they have their idea of you right yeah After, dude of course if you like, say what you want to say you're right wing no matter what, what you are you're now. far right you're far you're right insane and psycho yeah. you're um you know part of a fringe minority whatever it is but now as the the little truths start to come out it's, right it's it's vindication you know you look at it and go okay i i held out and i feel better about the things that i that i did when i was when i seemed to be standing alone for sure, with, yeah. Uh, minority of the, the the people, right? It's never easy. It's not easy. Yeah. But we sent each other a couple of messages during the last couple of years. I always got the the, the feeling that even though, as I said, I don't label you anything specific, that uh, and from some of the comedy that I've seen you do stand up on on Instagram, that you're looking at all this, and you're just as bewildered. As I am, right? You're just looking at this going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I mean, there's so much comedy material. Yeah. It, it really is. But yeah. at the same time, it's sad. Yeah. Because this is your country. You're Canadian. And especially looking in from Florida. Yeah. And hearing these stories every day and seeing Trudeau and seeing what's going on. It's, we're living in really insane times. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. It's, it's just bizarre times. It's not only bizarre, it's lunacy. And, and as I said, with the labels, <laughs> with the labels, it's, it's people throw those labels around like it's nothing and it, it could hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it definitely hurts you if you're trying to go for anything mainstream. Mm-hmm. It hurts you big time. Like, you know, I mean, yeah it hurts you big time if you're going for anything mainstream because they're worried and it's not that they're a lot of the uh, a lot of the people like you know working in in media like a lot of the people that are in charge kind of agree with you but there's a lot of people that are scared or they're not sure or they don't want to you know lose their job so they're kind of like i gotta hold back on this even though it's what they want so you kind of have to like yeah you you take a beating Right now, we're living through a time where if you're saying uh, the jokes or the stuff that you want to say, um, you, you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to learn how to get some real thick skin. You're gonna have to take a beating. Yeah, I but, don't really care about that stuff. I care more about the you know like the losing of losing your sponsors. Oh losing, yeah, well that's it. I mean stuff well, like that. It's hard. Well, to that's the beating. Yeah, I mean yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, gonna you're gonna exactly. people. You're, 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 no, no, no. You're yeah. gonna take a financial beating. The financial for sure. beating. That's yeah. number one because sure. it's your livelihood. Like, I give a shit about what people think. At this point, especially right. of, my, of my life, I'm like, I don't care what people think. Right. I'll say it, and too bad. Right. If you like it, or if anything, you invite people into the conversation. Right. But they don't want to come. They don't want to be part of the conversation. Right, yeah. They've already labeled you. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't care. Like, see, <laughs> during that show in Winnipeg where I said handicap uh, on stage, <laughs> one of the comedians... Uh, 
is uh, hey man, he was cool. He said you could say handicap. He's handicapped. And his, he wasn't on the same gala as I was. He was on another gala. But his, his, him and his dad were in the crowd watching the show. And his dad came to me after and was like, thank you for saying what you said when you came back out and you called them out for making you change words. Because that's not what makes, you know, that doesn't mean anything. You're just trying to pander to something. And it doesn't help the disabled or handicapped person and it doesn't bother them at all it doesn't bother them treat them normally yeah. telling them telling people you can't say jokes about them is not treating them normally correct so that's when i mean when he says something like that to me afterwards i don't care you know what you don't want to give me a gig uh, you know anymore because of the words i say to me that again like i said before i that's not why i do it i do it because i I always just want to do what I want to do. If it gives me a, a gig because of it, I'm happy and I'll take it and I'll go do something else. If I, if I need to make money somewhere else, I'll do it. You know, I'll do something else if that's the case until we can swing back into a normal society of where we're allowed to say things again. I'll do that. You know, time, time, like things change. You don't have to go at everything really hard right away. And you know, you're going to get knocked down. You might lose a job and, People take it hard and go, well, I, you know, this is what I do. What could I do? It's like, hey, man, go get a job in something else. Keep doing it, but don't stop. But do you. Don't let them tell you what you, know, you, know, what you can and can't say. Yeah. Because that just ruins it at the end of the day. Does anyone want to see that? It's the same no. thing over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, you gotta take, uh, you're going to take a beating now. We're living through a time. It feels like we're slowly getting through it, though. Like, we're, we're Very sludging. Slow, but yeah. Yeah, we are sludging, but we're, we're getting sludging there. through the mud, but it's, but it's getting there. Abdul, is there ever a time that you're up on stage, given what has happened in the last little while, you know, with, um, uh, you know, even, even though you'd have to have Will Smith specifically in your audience to come up and slap you if you're making fun of his wife, but stuff like that. I mean, Dave Chappelle yeah, was yeah. attacked on stage. Other comedians, you see the videos all the time. People run up. And charge them, yeah. right? Violent acts against comedians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you said this 20 years ago, people would say, hey, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, do you ever get up on stage on any given night? How many, first of all, how many stand-ups a week do you do? Uh, I try, I'm at least like twice a week. Okay, I'm, that's I'm good. Doing, yeah, trying to get up like every weekend. I mean, it, does this thought, I've, I wanted to ask you this, does this thought ever cross your mind that some psycho is going to, you know, like, because oh, we, it, we, comedy yeah. has always had hecklers around. You've always experienced this before, even yeah. these crazy times. But now it can get scary with the next thing. It's people <laughs> I think it's like physically I, hurting It's you. in the cities. Like, if you're going to the big cities, yeah. I think that's where I'd worry about it more. I feel like, you know, people tell me, like, small towns are, and especially a guy in the name Abdul. <laughs> Dude, I love small town <laughs> comedy is the best. Yes. Like. They want to laugh. They're not. They're not fat, Like they're not going to get mad or you know angry that they're going to attack you with what you're. At least not for me. They don't go that that route. But in the cities, yeah, people are are nuts. Like I was doing. I was in uh, in Toronto. Uh, this was like 2017, I think. It was right when Trump won the election, and I I was in Toronto and I was doing all these jokes. I had all these jokes. And I was I was poking fun at at women, kind of saying they're probably online those jokes. But I was poking <laughs> fun at, at women, 
and kind of like you know blaming them for trump winning i'm like this was like this was your chance like you had it you're right yeah. there like we didn't there's no one dumber you could have ran against you wanted it we gave you know yeah. you had hillary so i had this whole bit about it where i go down this thing and then i keep hitting on on like sarcastically blaming women for trump winning uh and this woman was like insanely mad in the back of the room and i just i didn't pay attention i just kept going and it kept getting her more mad and she was like yelling at the manager in the back of the room mark breslin was there they ended up kicking her out uh of the show and yeah mark breslin came up to me after and he goes that's what you fucking do he goes that's what you got to do yeah and i thought like he'd be really mad because <laughs> there was a woman that was really like she was just went nuts because i was just i was being you know cracking jokes yeah but because of the jokes that you're telling yeah they get a little bit uh, frustrated because they i don't know what it is but you know it's comedy so you got to relax a little but yeah, yeah the, it's the cities that you see that we'll get back to episode 164 of the drive-by podcast with abdul butt in just a second but first les délices lafrenet five great montreal locations check out their newly expanded store it's huge on Tashro in Brossard on the South Shore. You will not be disappointed. Italian products, great deli, so many different pastries displayed for you. How about cakes ready to go? Sometimes you're on the fly. You don't have to call in advance. You show up there. They always have a great selection of cakes or maybe even a custom or themed cake if that's what you want. You could also go to any of the five locations, including the one in Brossard, and ask for a specific type of cake. Check out lidelislafrenet.com for more information or head to one of their five great locations, including the one on the South Shore in Brossard. Lidelis Lafrenet, Baton Rouge Grillhouse and Bar. Can't wait to head there again. Was there just a couple of weeks ago? My favorite appetizer when you get in before you order anything else, including the barbecue pork ribs. That's their signature ribs. The garlic bread. You got to try the tempura shrimp or the spinach dip. Grilled octopus, steak tartare. It goes on and on and on. Find out the closest location to you by going to batonrouge.ca, 29 locations, including a new one coming soon in LaSalle. If you're in downtown Montreal, in the heart of the city, they've expanded and renovated the Complex Desjardins location. After work, go for a drink, hang out, sit down with your... Um, teammates at work especially if you have a good thing going on with them and enjoy the rest of your evening or on the weekend with your family or friends anytime during the week it's baton rouge grill house and bar one of the best things i did for my household many years back is get the Connecticut k5 drinking water system 99.9 percent pure water reverse osmosis get rid of those bottles and that clutter from your house and your garage and you don't even have to recycle because the water comes to you with this great system. Find out how you can get yours by getting more information at Group Ilco in the Montreal area, groupilco.com. If you're listening in from out west, Calgary, Edmonton, wherever you may be out west, check out trailappliances.com and then click the contact and ask for or look for Roger. He's going to hook you up there. It's Connecticut.ca. In the smaller areas, like ta small towns, or never happens. You don't. People are not like that. They mm -hmm. they're more laid back. They laugh at even if you make fun of them, they laugh. Like, you know, and like you make fun of a, a woman's husband, she's not going to want to kill you, right? She's going to be like, yeah, yeah, Bob is an asshole. <laughs> you know, they 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 love it. 
Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm worried in the cities and that's why I got out, man. That's why I moved. Like I, I live in a smaller, you know, it's more of a beach kind of town. Mm-hmm. I'm closer to Fort Lauderdale. I don't go to Miami very often. Sometimes I do. Crowds are great there. They're, they're not bad, but I didn't like LA for that reason because it's like, tight. yeah, you get gasps at things and you're like, really? And then I go somewhere else and they're dying laughing at this. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, you're just not my audience. This is not like, these are the jokes I want to tell. And, and then you, you can get a warped perception of what you should be telling because you're in a place where that's not for you. You yeah. shouldn't be there. These people <laughs> might attack you while yeah. you're on stage. And that's the tough part about when you're, <laughs> yeah. uh, not that you're starting because you've done it for a long time, but until it gets to a point where you take, you go to the next level and then you know it's your fans coming to your, your right. shows. Yeah. When you just walk in, let's say, for example, you get a guy like Dave Chappelle, it's his audience. Right. What are the chances that, okay, the psychopath that's there probably went to attack him. Right. He's mentally yeah. unstable. Right. Yeah. Okay. But for the most part, it's all your fans. When you walk in, it's actually harder to do what you're doing. And I'm sure he was there when he started. Right. Is you're walking in to, it could be enemy territory. I mean, you don't know where you are. Yeah. Most of these people don't know you. Yeah. They might not like the way you look or sound or whatever that yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. And if it was somebody else, They'll kind of look at the crowd and just mind their own business and just keep fake laughing if they have to. But with somebody that people are still getting to know, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah, right? it's, it's for sure. Definitely. I, I actually enjoy that. Yeah. I like well, that's I, good. I love being like unsuspected. Like I want people to not know about me <laughs> at all. Like I used to go on the road with Derek Sagan a lot. And I love I love that because it was all his fans showing up. And then I walk on and you could feel like the first minute you feel it because they're like, who's this brown guy, right? Like <laughs> you could feel it. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're yeah. in a small town in Canada. Everyone works in a mine, right? Yeah. Uh, which you think that they're all probably dark from the coal or whatever it is. They wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be scared of my skin tone. But no, they weren't. It's just that they don't know who you are. And then you come in with jokes and then you win them over to then me. I, got I love that. Yeah. I love that feeling. And, and that's the thing is like, uh, the way, it, like the jokes I tell, yeah, they're, uh, they're more geared towards that type of crowd. Anyways, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like a city. Uh, I mean, it's not that I don't do well in cities. Don't bring me to like a prov- progressive, like I don't do any of those. Like sometimes I get, I'm friends with all like, you know, there's gay comics or trans comics. And sometimes they'll invite me to do like their theme show. It's like drag, you know, it's a drag show where comedians dress. And I'm like, Listen, I, it's not that I, I love that you do what you want. It's just yeah. not me, yeah. you know, like, and that's not my crowd and they're not going to like me yeah. ragging on Hillary Clinton, right. uh, you know, at all. But that's too bad, right? Because, <laughs> because comedy should be, if we were living in different times, we should be able to laugh about anything. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Because a trans person or a gay person could still listen to people make fun of them and still have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have, it's funny because I have uh, older gay friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're fed up. Oh, dude. They are fed up. They hate no, this. No, let me right? tell like, you, this is, I crush with the older gay crowd, <laughs> right. man. Like I did, I, I'm yeah, do, actually I'm stereo. doing another one. In, I had a feeling too. I, I'm doing another show in Fort Lauderdale yeah. at the same, it's the same theater. And I had one of the best <laughs> sets of my life and it was all older gay men. Yes. It was very touchy after the show. They all love me very, very much. Uh, but honestly, one of the best shows ever. And exactly like you're saying, 
And some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth, yes. man, like my older gay friends too. Yeah. Wow. All yes. right. You yeah. want to you want to think like what I'm saying? Like they are fed up. They are fed they up. They are fed up. Yes. And they're the ones that should be like we're the marginalized group, and they're yeah. fed up. They're done with it. Yeah. They're tired of all the pandering and like the. Yeah you know, pretending that you care and pretending like we got to do, you know, cater to everyone's feelings. And that's, I mean, again, there's no reason I, I could not be on a lot of this stuff in Canada now because yeah, that's what the shows are like now. It's like, yeah, they're all pandering to that. And then the people that they're hiring are, are just, man, there's a lot of stories in Canadian comedy with things like that, that just like, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, they just pandered because it's grant money, right? There's a lot of grants. I mean, that's what the uh, the, the business is here. It's all, f f you know, funded on grants. So there's grant money for those things. And so they'll pander to it so that they can get, the producers can get the grant monies, but they're not, they don't really care. You know, a lot of them don't really care. They're just pretending. And, and that's where it's like, the older gays see it mm -hmm. they see it and they go all right enough of this like you they know, call it out they call it out and yeah they're they're rightfully so <laughs> and thankfully because yeah it's uh i mean it's getting to the point even for me like you know when i pitch stuff because of my name well they're like well okay you're it's ethnic uh, ethnic group this is great we can maybe use you okay tell us about your life can you talk more about <laughs> and i'm like why can't i talk about social social issues or what's going on in the world and they're like well, uh, well, what were your parents like? And where'd you grow up? Could we talk about that? You can pitch us something with, you know, about that. And it's like, why? Like, can't me just being a, a different skin color be enough for you? Yeah. Like, do I have to talk about the exact things that you want me to talk about? Why can't I just be like the white comic that was able to do a show about whatever he wanted to do, you know? Yeah. That's where it gets annoying is like, it's, it's, it's pandering. Yeah, You're not yeah. really giving opportunities yeah you're giving the opportunities if we fit into your guidelines if we fit into your guidelines then you'll give us an opportunity as an ethnic minority but otherwise you just go well then no we don't want to talk to you because yeah we can't apply for the grant money now because you didn't talk about your family or where you grew up or what religion you are you know so that's where it gets tiring like I said, you're follow you're following a mold. And yeah. that's yeah, that's not what you're supposed to be doing as an artist. You gotta do what you feel like doing and saying, yeah. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite uh comics? Because comedy for me is even though I've uh you know never done stand up myself, I think I just emceed a few shows back in the day at Yuck Yucks in uh, okay. in Vancouver. It was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. But you know, you don't have to make that many jokes in between. At least the guy told me, just come and you know, have fun and it was great. But I have a, this after I did it, I was like, wow, this is not an easy thing to do. Right, it's, yeah. uh, it's a totally different animal. Who are some of the favorites that you look at today, because I have my favorites, and we'll compare, that you look at and say, wow, this guy or this, this woman, fantastic, great writing. You know, if you could have, I mean, you, you must have your, your mentors. The ones that I like liked or like I looked up to or feel like I would I definitely i was inspired like greg giraldo for me i mean he's not around anymore no but greg giraldo was yeah. like one of the funniest to me watching him and that's kind of my style is yeah. like the political angle and like pointing out the stupidities and in, in in all of that yeah he was great definitely him and then 
I'd say like wacky stuff. A, a big thing with me was like uh, my mom used to make me watch, or, or like not make me, but when I was sick, I'd stay home and watch Red Skelton tapes. Wow, she loved Red Skelton. So like I, Jim Carrey was a huge, you know, I, yeah. I love Jim Carrey. Uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld is like to me one of the greatest joke writers. I know a lot of people have their taste on him, but to me man yeah, like when i watch him top of the heap when i watch yeah. him live uh, i was like just blown away yeah and dude surprisingly when people ask me i gotta say the most impressed i've ever been watching a show bill cosby i watched bill cosby after all this stuff happened like i, I did a piece on 22 minutes which ultimately got me fired from the show <laughs> but i i watched we were in the studio we were in the theater watching him and I was like, man, this guy didn't miss a beat. No. Like, all the allegations, imagine, I can't imagine the stress or, like, what's going on in your head right now. But he was, like, it was, like, ironclad, dude. Like, he was, like, he hit every joke, perfect timing. It was, like, a, watching, like, a robot or something. Like, how do you do this? It, I, in, impressive, insane. Yeah, very uh, an interesting experience for sure. That was uh, crazy. But yeah, favorite comedians, like I said, like Greg Giraldo, Bill Burr. Bill uh, Burr's fantastic. Yeah. So good. He's really good. And then, man, Canadian comics, man. I love Canadian entertainment. The Red Green Show is mm -hmm. like, I still quote things from the Red Green Show. Like, I love Canadian comedy. Yeah. 22 Minutes was a huge inspiration for me. I used to watch that when I was a kid. Tom Green at all? Tom Green. Yeah, he was yeah man, dude. Very much. I mean, he's from... Tom Green, yeah, I used to watch Tom Green like coming home as a kid, you know, sneaking in later than you were probably supposed to get yeah. home and turn on the TV watching some Tom Green late night uh, episodes playing. Yeah, no, there he was um, Canadian entertainment. I, I really enjoy because I, I know there's a. I mean, at that time it was so cool, man. There was so much like there was great stuff on Canadian TV. You know, there was good. That's all we had too. You know, was, we didn't have like I didn't have cable, man. Like no, me, me you catch either. like uh, you, you might get the antenna. We had that antenna that spun. Right. That was like a, that was <laughs> oh, a big you're a, deal. You were lucky, dude. That was we a big no deal. That was we had <laughs> we had that installed. We had the the stationary yeah. one. Then we got the one that spun, and you you turn it, <laughs> and you like kind of catch Vermont. Yeah, <laughs> you watch American TV for a little bit, but that's about it. Like no, I love yeah Canadian TV is. Uh, there was good stuff, and now, yeah, not so much. Yeah, they don't produce as they don't produce no. as much. They, but there's yeah. a lot of great, like you said, there's a lot of great comics in Canada so that many. many people don't know about, or they would only know through social media. But nobody else is talking about them. Yeah, it but then sucks. again, to say nobody else is talking, like uh, who determines that anymore, right? So just because they're not on TV or radio, right? Doesn't there, mean is, there is a lot of there is a lot of them that are doing really good on social media. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of a lot of good. Uh, comics that are are you know starting to break and canada has i wish the media would like you know the industry would push them a little bit harder and make us you know more of a center of the attention on things but yeah it always ends up being more the american acts and then the canadian acts kind of just fall in there for the grant money but that's all right yeah <laughs> that's uh that's how it is man that's the business dude it's media media is going like I'll tell you this, because you're a media guy. When I moved to Florida... Ex-media guy. Ex-media guy. After 30 years. When I moved to Florida... This is where I clicked, man. <laughs> and I thought, like, I need another gig to just, like, not worry. And and I, I was... Uh, so I, I applied for um, traffic reporter for iHeartRadio Miami. Uh, Y100? 
No, uh, what was it? 105? Something. It was for all of them. All the iHeartRadio stations oh, okay. so in you, Miami. Okay, so you probably be on that one as well. So I applied for it, and I got an interview. So I, I did, because I did a demo, voice demo, and the guy called me. He goes, I really like your demo. It's great. He goes, you want to come in? We'll do an interview. So I came in, did an interview. Super nice guy. Did the interview. Was like, and I've done like camera work. I, I've done stuff with cameras. I've always filmed my own things. And I used to film like documentaries with a friend early on before mm-hmm. I got into stand up. And uh, so he go, he looks at my, my resume. He goes, oh, you've done, he goes, you've done camera work. I go, yeah. He goes, have, have you ever manned like a, a camera and a chopper? I go, I, dude, I've, I've always wanted to be in a <laughs> chopper. I've never manned a camera in one, but I'm pretty sure I could do it. So he's like, all right, we're going to, we'll get you up in, in the chopper and uh, we'll try you out. And if you're good, then, you know, we'll see where it yeah. goes. Well, well, could you be yourself? Is that what they wanted? They or wanted me more? to be, no, yeah, they kind, they were pretty cool with okay. you. Yeah, honestly, they were. And he was, he was actually kind of turned on that I was a, a comedian. Okay. Like, good. cause it kind of gives him another, you yeah. know, you could, you have a name and a voice and, you yeah. know, you get to use your name. Although they were like, you could. But you can have a radio name if you want. Change it to Wacky Abby or whatever the hell you want. Uh, so, yeah, no, I ended up doing it. I can get in this chopper, and it was wicked experience. They give you this joystick. You got this camera. You got the screen here for your, you know, your camera. And then you got a map on this side to show you where you are. And they bring you up in this chopper, and they like, actually brought you up. Brought me up in the chopper. It wasn't dude. a simulator. No, anymore. man, up in a chopper. My first time in a chopper, yeah. and I was manning a camera. And I'm like, so I, I'm like, I, this is a killer. This is awesome, man. So I'm getting up in there. I'm doing, I'm doing it. They're like, follow this car on the I-95. <laughs> it's going, it's going south. Catch them, follow them, and stay with them. And like, I got the headset, so they're telling me while they're on the ground watching. So I'm doing it all. I get it, and I was impressed. I was pretty good for someone who's never done it. And they were impressed. And uh, afterwards, they go, "You got the job. You want the job?" I go, "Yeah, I'd love. That's amazing." So they go, all right, we'll, we'll send you the contract. You'll just get it and you sign it. Dude, I get the contract. How much do you think it pays oh, I'd to like be to a camera okay. guy, all right? Okay. Uh, not only just a camera guy, but also reporting the traffic while you're manning the camera in a chopper. Okay, U.S. money? U.S. Okay, and are you doing it in the afternoon or mornings or a split shift? Morning. So it'd be like uh, the morning shift from, I think it was like uh, six or five to nine or something like that. In U.S. dollars? Okay, here we go. Uh, hourly, rate. Guess, oh, hourly rate. Hourly rate. Hourly uh, rate. Hourly rate. This is going to be easy, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's between 15 to $20 an hour. <laughs> Dude, you're right on the money. Right man. on the money. Dude, $17 an, an hour. hour. Is I was that, like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, you know what, man? Like, maybe media's dead. Like, I think, <laughs> maybe. I, I think it's, I think it's done. Like, you just pull the plug, everybody. You're, this is all, yeah, a, shut the this, transmitter. This is all Go a home. show. Yeah. You guys are really trying to keep this propped up on paying people $17 an hour to get in a helicopter oh, that's in the beaming hilarious. heat. And then, I, dude, and then I Google the chopper because i'm like i want to see this chop because now i'm thinking like you know this is a high risk job man yeah. like i'm not in a studio no. with air conditioning looking at camera because that's what it started off as right and i would have been fine with just doing that sitting in the studio looking at these screens i go this is a high risk job <laughs> i'm going up in a chopper so then i google the, the chopper 
<laughs> it's got the highest crash rating. No. And it's the most unsafe chopper. It's got it's got gas tanks made out of aluminum. So it says even if it crashes at like five feet, these tanks are so weak that they split. And when they split, the fuel goes everywhere. And with the heat, it just catches fire and you just roast. Oh, my. I'm like, so I call the guy and I go, listen, man. <laughs> is this a, are you, you're not making up this story. I'm this is a true you, story. Dude, this is a oh, true man, story. Oh, man, this is so funny. Do you do this in your stand-up? No, man, not dude, at all. you got to do this. This is hilarious. Dude, I call Oh, my God, this is go, so funny. I go, listen, I go, it's, <laughs> I love the gig. I really want to get my foot in the door, man. I'd love to get in at iHeart. You know, like in Miami, this is awesome. But I go, $17, man. I'm like, I mean, it's a high risk. It's a high risk job, right? He goes, yeah, well, that's, you know, it's kind of what they pay. And I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, but it, like, it's dangerous, right? He goes, well, we do offer an added insurance for you, you know, in case something happens. Oh, good to know. I go, oh, great. My family's going to be fine, but I'm You'll fucking dead, dead buddy. <laughs> what? <laughs> and for seventeen dollars an oh hour, God. yeah, man. I oh. was like, at that point, I was like, I'm out. Media's done. Like, oh, no, it's this, I don't even care about this business anymore. I'm just gonna tell jokes at night, and yes. I don't care about anything else. Like, there's nothing else oh, in this my. business that's gonna pay the bills anymore. Oh my, it's really like, uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing too. It's, <laughs> it's really it's, embarrassing. It is embarrassing that they would, but these guys, you know, it's like that's what they're told. And it's like, tell them, yeah, come in. And then they break the news to you and seventeen fifty an hour. And, yeah. and the majority of the people, it's sad, will take the gig. Dude, because 100%. Have, you they, know what? They found somebody right away. There's no doubt. Because people are dying to, to get these jobs, especially people who have been in the industry for a long time. Young up-and-comers know where it's at. It's YouTube. It's not in the yeah. fucking dangerous yeah, helicopter for iHeartRadio, right? But guys like us, and you're a lot younger than me, but, you know, I get it. You know, you want some extra money while you're doing your stand-up. <laughs> that's not extra money, man. Right, More exactly. More of a chance that you end up six feet under. But it's like, that's what it is in this business now, is like, you're, is there even a business <laughs> left no business. with those companies, you know? That when you tell that story. And it, well, there's a million <laughs> of those stories, and they're not even that funny, it, man. Dude, there, this, there's this a million a, of those yes. stories, right? I hear how them many, all the time. How many do we know? We yes. know so many. You so know, many. everyone yeah. that's been in that same boat where you're like, <laughs> really, man? And then, and then, yes, yeah, someone will take it. And it's sad because that's why they do it is yeah. that they know. And it's not just that, it, like, even with comedy, you know, there's a lot of things too with, you know, there's, there's stuff that uh, comedians in Canada are going through where it's like, you're, you're going to pay. If I question what you're paying me, you just go, well, okay, fine. You're out. And I'll yeah. go to the next there's one because someone else another will person, do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, but is that fair? Like, you're just ripping off, and then they're going to do it once or twice, and then go, wait, but are you ripping me off? And they go, oh, uh, yeah, it was nice working with you. Who's next in line? <laughs> yeah. You know, they just go to who's next. So, yeah, it sucks that it's like that because, you know, people got to pay the bills, so they're not going to stand up and say, hey, man, this isn't, you know, really, realistically, people need to come together and and you know stand up all together at the same time otherwise it's just a revolving door they just exactly. you you know next one out and yeah. the next one Look, in had you gotten that gig imagine at 19 20 21 <laughs> great gig you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're telling all the ladies you're right, up the yeah. chopper you're yeah. the guy with the cool radio name yeah that's different right you'd risk your life for anything at that point <laughs> to get laid but at this point you're 38 years old i yeah. mean it's look you have to do uh, 
who cares what I think, but I'm going to tell you, you got to do that. Somehow work that joke in. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing your stand-up. You thought you'd do some, you know, something for extra money and give that whole, because with iHeartRadio, and if you can mention a couple of the specific radio stations that are in the area when yeah, you do yeah. Florida, it's going to be funny, man. Yeah, I should try. Know, yeah, I should it's try. It's good. Yeah, it's with the good. locals, they'll so know the good. station. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try as that. As I'm hearing maybe. you say it, I'm like, man, this is funny in a club as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know? dude, I just like, these are the things that like I catch my eye nowadays and I go, are you really yeah. like, you know? And it stuff. truly is. It's it's uh, experience or observational yeah. humor that right. a lot of comedians are doing and it's that's the best kind of, <laughs> right? It, yeah. The joke's right itself you yeah just have to. especially when it's like that man it's like yeah. i mean the jokes do write themselves yeah. i mean the fucking salary <laughs> jesus that's the joke man i can't believe that that's the world we're in but yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting uh to be in this business so later this year so you have a, a work work visa i guess to, for i have a green card green card yeah oh that's even better so you get yeah. to stay there until at some point you could apply for a passport uh yeah not a, apply for a, citizenship yeah right. you could apply for citizenship Which is after five or six years yeah because i was thinking years, maybe yeah. you had one of those uh what is it e1 or e2s but you actually have a green card yeah i got a green card wow. yeah yeah so what i ended up that's, doing uh is i opened up uh i opened up an electric bike shop uh, repair shop Oh, okay, a friend so, of mine. Oh, nice. In Florida. So, so you that, started with that. I started, I, I was trying to go into me. I was like, I was going to get a gig. Cause I mean, you, when you move to a new place, you got to like, either I'm going to travel a lot. And like I said earlier, traveling, I I'm so tired of it now with everything, all the regulations. And I mean, the cost of everything, everything's uh, just insane. But yeah, I opened up an electric bike repair shop with a friend of mine in Florida. So I'm li dude, I'm like, uh, trying to set my life up where I could just, I don't want to leave. I just want to like by next year hopefully I have like a regular show that I'd like to do for you know there's a lot of vacationers so I'd like to do like host or do something like a regular show in Florida yeah. I mean I already do almost every weekend I'm doing a lot of the good rooms there so I'm I'm around but I just want to do something simple I I open up a shop I used to be a mechanic oh, before wow. I got into comedy I had no idea Yeah so Car mechanic girl. Yeah yeah I used nice. to work uh dude I well, got my Audi hat buddy yeah, I, I used to be a certified Audi well, technician I was going to I saw that within the first 5 <laughs> minutes I said Audi certified master technician he's just wearing it for the so some someone no, no. gave it to him I didn't no, know No no I used to yeah I used to That's I used awesome. to work as a mechanic uh, so yeah, so I love working with my hands. Like I still, I got an old pickup truck. I fix it all myself. Oh, cool, that's yeah, cool. yeah. That saves you a ton of money. I enjoy it. I yeah. really, yeah, I really nice. do. So, uh, so you plan on having that business and and just and, doing stand up on the weekends? Yeah, like all I want to yeah. do is just do that and and do because I was like trying to get something in media, but I go, listen, man, media is dead, and this is like a new business where. Yeah. It's taking off. It's insane. We didn't even think it was going to take off. Like I started with a friend of mine, so it's like you know, it's easier for us. We're both working at this business together, and I didn't think it was going to take off. We we started in like a little back corner in a in a in like a warehouse, and in six months we have the whole warehouse, and we're like we're really rolling. We got a bunch of dealers that are lined up, Amazing. like want to you know we work with them now. We're certified repair shop for wow, and I'm like I hope none of them see my stand up. <laughs> <laughs> they're all going to be offended, but no, they're all awesome. Super cool. The industry is awesome too. It's like, cool. uh, it's like, yeah, it's almost feels like skateboarding when at the start, you know, where everyone's like into it in Florida, it's like a huge culture. Now everyone's got a, you know, we got customers with like the coolest. I got a, I got a guy right now who brought us bikes. He's got a 114 foot yacht. The captain brought his bikes for us to fix. So we're like fixing bikes for like some of the, like, richest people coolest like yeah richest people 
That's and fine. having fun. Yeah. And then I go do shows in Boca. Like I drive like 15 minutes from my place. I'm doing weekends at like, there's small theaters. There's good clubs. There's places where a lot of independent producers put on stuff. So I'm able to get up and still work on my jokes and stay in the game and have fun during the days. So, and I live in Florida. So I just wanted to go from that. You're not when, a stupid guy after when, all. <laughs> dude, when I was in California, I just wanted to like, I can't remember the name of the band, mem- uh, band but there was a, there's a bar called Pike Bar in Long Beach. And I went to do a show in Long Beach and I, I went to the bar before the show just to grab a drink. And someone was like, yeah, he's part, of, I forget the name. He's like a, it's a punk punk band and we're like the drummer owns this this bar of a, of a notorious of this, punk band yeah i can't remember like that. an early like a 90s a tooth- like, like, a 90s like 80s 90s yellow card maybe no nah, um, if, if anyone googles them you'll find them pike bar in long beach and then yeah the owner of it uh i'll do it while you speak but yeah i remember being there and i was like and they were like yeah when he's not on the road he's here like slinging drinks and working at the bar and i'm like that's so cool like to have a gig that you like doing and then you could go on the road and do jokes like i just want to set that life up social distortion social distortion good band too yeah yeah dude i was like that's what i want i want to just enjoy my life and live somewhere and dude (laughs) and that's what i'm setting up that's my goal and that's what I've been doing in Florida. And it's kind of heading out. Knock on wood, nothing <laughs> ruins it. But yeah, no, it's, it's been really interesting and fun. And like doing that as opposed to what everyone else does or go to like, you know, I could have went to New York after LA, but I just, I don't want to be there at all. And when I talk to comics from New York now, I'm like, yeah, I made the right move. Like, you know, what are you paying or how are you living? And they're like, ah, yeah, you live there, but the life is hard. Your life isn't easy. No, it's expensive. It's so expensive. You can't do the jokes you want to do. Not only that. And so many you, people. There's so many people. Yeah. The homeless everywhere. There's rats all over. Yeah. There's trash. It's like. All those cities have. It, it's just, bought, yeah, they're all crumbling. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, is that the life that I want? Like, I want to tell jokes, but I don't want to live that. No. So I want to like, just live a comfortable life and do jokes if i could set that up i'm gold man i don't need to and that's yeah that's what my goal was like moving to florida and just setting up a life where i could enjoy myself and not have to worry about the industry yeah you know such a smart move man i'm I'm, I'm looking at you going look (laughs) i didn't know any of the uh, of your background in terms of what else you know i thought but am i gonna ask Oh, what else do you do? Because I hated when people did that, especially when I was starting off in radio and say, oh, well, okay, you work uh, weekends or overnight. What else do you do? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck you. This is what I do, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting to hear that you were smart enough to figure out you need something to fall back on. Dude, did you hear the $17 an hour chopper story? Yes, exactly. There is no hope. For, there is no hope. There's nothing. What am I going to do? Get a writing gig for six weeks and yeah. then the can- the show gets canceled yeah. and there's no, like the business it, is dying in that dying, sense. It's dying and you can't depend on those quick hits either. You know, yeah. there's a lot of these people that are work, like you said, eight weeks on a show, yeah. two months on that show, and then in between... They're freaking out because yeah. they can't pay rent. You don't want to be that guy. So many of my friends, man. Yeah. And well, everyone I know. Yeah. Well, not everyone. There's there's I'll, established I'll, comics too, but then there's people that are they're like, oh, man, this is a grind, you yeah. know, and it's frustrating. I think to be in a place where you're doing, let's say, something like you, same thing that you, you just explained that you're doing, you have it all covered, uh, or something like me, uh, it's later in life. Okay? Right. I wouldn't have started. God forbid I started and I was 19, 20 now. 
I'd be dead, right? right? I'd be like, what? I mean, <laughs> it's so saturated. There's so many podcasters and YouTubers who would, you can't make a living like that, starting yeah. off like that, unless yeah. you really get lucky or hit hit something, right? But um, so, you know, now personally being where I am at my age, I'm like, like you said, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm chilling out. I got this place. I'm having fun. I'm having conversations. Right on. Like I really want to chat with people. I learn a lot from speaking to people. And and I'll give some younger kid your experience. It's like, oh, I had Abdul Butt on, and you know, and I'll tell a couple of the stories, and I'll say, look, the guy's not just doing stand-up comedy; he's a mechanic. I didn't know he was a certified master technician <laughs> for Audi, and he's got a bike, electric bike st store, and he's doing electric bike stores. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing comedy, and he's figured it out. He moved to Florida. He moved before. COVID, he didn't do, he just took off during that. I mean, this guy, you had, I'm not going to say it all figured out, but it it does make a difference when you have, like, you have a plan. It seems like, I look at you, you don't look like a guy with a plan, but in here. Dude, everybody says that to me. No, no, yeah, no, I do. because yeah, you yeah, look yeah. relaxed. You, yeah, look like yeah, a yeah. you look at the kind of guy, look, I'm, I'm sharing some beers with you here. You look at the kind of guy who's just like, gives a shit like you don't care he's like, no i actually give a lot of shit but you yeah, give a lot of shit yeah it might not seem like yeah. you project i give a shit yeah. but in here you got to figure it out because look at you now you're in florida you're not in this and it's not the <laughs> it's not the rip quebec because we all do but uh, quebec hasn't changed oh you know, man i was out of this province for 18 years and i came back for the gig on the radio all right and the only reason why i'm still here is i'm trying i have my mom she's elders getting older and i'm trying to see what i could do with this and i'm having fun i'm really having fun i don't right. care about anything else but truthfully my wife's from alberta okay and she's been wanting us to get the heck out of here f oh, for a, all right. a while now yeah, but especially yeah. she's like wait a minute but you could do this anywhere else why are we st still here and she works remotely you know it's for, and especially for an english canadian living in quebec this is a special place and yeah. it's messed up and there's, I feel like there's no future. I really don't. And I never did. F well, dude, think. it's always the same thing, yeah, right? It never changes. Yeah. It's just, it's the, it's the language, right? Yeah. There's always a language issue. Then same there's shit. the potholes, the corruption. There's, it just keeps going around. Yeah. There is no future. It literally feels like that. Every single, it frustrates me so much. Yeah, because I but love this place. It's so ingrained here that it, it just, I don't think it'll ever change. And then when you move somewhere else and you're like, oh, they're focusing on real problems. They're not like, Oh, the language you speak, you know, like, and I get it. I mean, dude, my business, we put in, our name is half French for that. We're both from Montreal. We're both from, you know, here. So we, we did it on purpose cool. and it's See, kind another of another smart move. It's kind of funny though, because it's like, we, we, we are both English and like, everyone's like, oh, I wish I could just have an English business name. And now we live somewhere where we could, but we're like. Let's make a French business name, you know? But you Just did it. Just because we want to do it, yeah. Because you wanted to. Yeah, right. Not because you had to. And that's where I find, yeah, the language has a, there's a, it's just, everyone here is forced into doing something. And when you're forced into it, you, it's like kind of human nature to rebel. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I live in Florida. I talk more French to people there than I probably do here. When I'm there, I'm like, as soon as you're French, I'm like, hey, salut, ça va? Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to talk to you in French. Because I'm like, this is so cool. You speak French. I speak French. Like, it's different. I'm not being forced to speak French to you. Yeah. You know, you're not like twisting my arm when I walk exactly. into a store. But if you speak French, I'm going to talk to you in French. This is cool. You know, so 
I think here it just never will get. It's just, and there's too much. It's too much riding on it. Like the politicians win elections based off that, yeah. so they're never going to fix the problem. Nope. They are going to keep using it in their advantage to, and they toy with the minds of the people. You know, I mean, even the radio stations. I mean, dude, if it wasn't for the language laws, I mean, would anyone listen to CJD? I mean, all it is is, you know, call in, let us know what you're angry about now. And it's like, ah, the, the, the language and the, the, you know, it's like, it's always the same thing, man. It's like, come on, move on. Let's go. What's next? You know, let's fix something. It does feel like this place has never moved on. And I tell people like, yeah, as far as I can remember, the 80s, same thing. The 90s, same thing. And I was gone for so long and I'd come back like you on a vacation or nothing ever changes. Yeah. And I'd be on that flight back. Thing. <laughs> you know that you know that first breath you take on the plane once you, you reach uh, flying altitude? You're yeah. like, all right, I don't live in Quebec anymore. It, it's, I had it so many times. Yeah. You know that feeling? And then as you're landing and coming back, the anxiety, but you're happy to be back. Yeah. But you know you're, you're in and out. Yeah. And Montreal and Quebec... Is always better when you know you have a departure date because it is, and it's not to criticize the Quebecois. I have a lot of French friends. Yeah, no, love people. It. it has nothing to do with that. And I speak French like you. Everywhere I go, I speak French first, okay? Because I respect yeah. where I live. But it's just build a bridge. San Francisco builds two in four years. We're still figuring it out. Seven years. Um, have a new train system. Disaster. Uh, they do it in two. We do it in five. Yeah. And this is, and the rest of the stations are incomplete. You yeah. know, it's nothing is ever done properly here. It just no, nothing's ever done. Done. <laughs> like, Let's just stop it right dude, there. I, dot, I, dot, dot. I live in Chattagui, and the Mercier <laughs> Bridge, as since I was a child, has always been under repair. Right. And they're like, "This is the year we finish this is it." it. Yeah. And like, I still look at my friends <laughs> from school, man, back in the day, talking about it on Facebook, having to cross the bridge and saying, "Is the bridge closed for construction? When are they going to finish?" It's like, are yeah. you guys mentally insane? They're never, never going to finish it, man. Yeah. It's never going to get done. So it's like, do you want to live in a place like that? Like, I love this place so yes, much. Me too. It is my home. Yes. I'm fed up. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and just keep taking it. No, you're right. If you guys are not going to do anything, I'll find something better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, <out. laughs> I'm not sticking around for this shit show. Like, yeah. let's finish this already, you know? Yeah. So that's the, yeah, Montreal, uh, it does suck because it's, uh, it sucks that, that they do that because it's such a great place. People are such, you know, people are great. It's a fun place to be. Your friends and family are here. Generally speaking, it's a party, you know, atmosphere all the time. But yeah, I can't put up with the uh, the the fact that they use that and the politicians use it to keep winning elections. The liberals yeah, use that side. The yeah. you know the CAQ, the the block, they use the other. So it's like, does it ever change? It's never going to change because they need it to keep going in their circles. So. No, thank you. I couldn't uh, end this podcast without asking you uh, two things specifically. One, what's going to happen? I had Viva Fry. You know, okay, Viva Fry, yeah, yeah. YouTuber. Yeah, I've never uh, met he, him in person. You should meet him because he lives, yeah. he lives in Florida too. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. And way. I had him on. Uh, he was actually my last guest on the podcast. And um, so, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Now I lost my train of thought. Maybe it is time to go. What do you think is going to happen in. Uh, 2024 in the, the u.s elections because he had a couple of wild oh really? predictions okay which i'm not going to tell you because i yet because i want to hear what you, what do you think is going to happen and what's the atmosphere like there are people talking about it every day the way we see it in the media or are people kind of like waiting for the bomb 
to be dropped. Yeah, people don't, at least in my little pocket where I'm at, people don't talk about it. People are, there are definitely Trump supporters. I'm not going to say there isn't. There's a lot of Trump supporters. Most of them are Trump supporters. Florida's a red state. Florida, course, you know. yeah, but again, are do they love Trump? They, uh, I find they don't really. They just don't have any other choice, and they're tired of the same politics. They want change. They want somebody who's not, you know, a politician. Mm-hmm. They because they've seen what's going on. Do I blame them? No. I mean, no. you're you're no. kind of like, yeah. What do you want? You want something that's different, and. Yeah, it's I'm honestly I don't know what to think. It's scary in some sense cuz it is a big what's it's not just it's, it has nothing to do with just Trump and Biden. It's what's going on in the world right now. So it will affect what's going on in the world right now with who wins. So it's a big deal. I'm kind of a little bit nervous. I mean, I'm just sitting back and watching what goes on. I have no say. I'm not a voter. I can't do anything nor do I want to. It's not my country. Realistically, yeah. I mean, I live there. I love, I, you know, I love the people, but like Canada is my home. But I, I mean, it, it's kind of scary to see what may, may come in the next in the next year for sure because people are very polarized and they are, you know, they're not going to take a, an easy answer. I don't think either side will. Mm-hmm. I think no matter which side wins, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty the day after. It's not going to be if pretty. If they even have one. If, yeah, I mean, it's... Meaning if something doesn't happen before. It's not even the people I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Realistically, it's like everything that's going on in the world right now is being funded by the U.S. So there's a lot going on that's kind of like will get altered or changed in some way depending on who wins Mm -hmm. and i think that's where it's going to get a little iffy is when you got like you got a guy like trump that's like well i'm going to pull out of ukraine and i'm you know i'm not going to be doing all these wars Mm -hmm. whether he's going to do it or not who knows but i mean i feel like the people that are putting on all these wars are not happy about him saying that of course not so it's it's those things that might get a little bit dicey i hope it doesn't get a doesn't get crazy because I'm having a good time. I knocked on wood, buddy. Don't <laughs> ruin so my dream, man. Doing, At a bike shop, I'm telling jokes. Everything's great. Now I'm in a in a in my Armageddon mobile heading back to Canada, <laughs> trying to figure. I could just picture a year from now yeah. being like, "Fuck, Frank, yeah, could you?" He, he jinxed it. <laughs> no, but you know what? When if things do go down the shitter, you're in Florida. Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of like that. It's gonna take a while to get down. I kind of like, yeah, Florida's, you really are in a good spot. Yeah, I do feel like that. And you know what, man? Even artistically, I tell people like people used to go to California because it was cheap to live. You could say what you want. Everyone was open to whoever you want or whatever you want to say or do. And that isn't that doesn't no. exist in California anymore. But you know what? That exists in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that honestly, I feel like as an artist, as a comedian, it's a great place to be. Because you're able to grow and say what you want. It's not super expensive to live. Things are relatively well, you know, priced because the taxes are low. A lot of the things in Canada, it's the taxes, man. You, Kill you. you guys are getting railed with taxes on mm. everything. The gas, carbon you know, tax, your carbon uh, tax, it's your dairy taxes, like the, the price of dairy, all the yeah. stuff that's getting... Did you go to a grocery store since being here? Dude, it's insane. It's the grocery store sense. is wild. I went to the store the other day to look, uh, look at, like, I was uh, uh, at Lids, man. Hats are 50 bucks. What's going on here, man? Who's paying 50 bucks for a hat now? Like... <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like, that's why you're wearing, dude. Your- that's why I'm wearing my old hat. I'm like, I'm not getting a new hat. 
Uh, but no, honestly, it's uh, things are insanely expensive yeah. now. So I feel like I made a good move in that sense too. Like Florida's low, low tax. I mean, there's no no state income tax. It's wild. Yeah. Your, you know, your your sales tax is seven percent. You know, it's pretty cheap compared to a lot of places, and that's what I like about it. And you go to California, where I remember when I crossed, when I got my green card, the first time I crossed, I was moving to California in my pickup. I had all my stuff in the back, and I handed the guard my passport. And uh, the American guard goes, where are you going? I go, I'm moving to California, Los Angeles. He goes, where are you coming from? I go, I, I lived in Quebec. He goes, you're telling me you're moving from the highest, the highest tax province yeah, to the, the highest state. tax yeah, state? In the state, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why? <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And I think, and like now that I live in Florida, I go, dude, I totally get what he was talking about. You know, like, and when you go to California and you see, like, okay, the services suck. I'm paying all these. It's like Quebec, the yeah, same thing. It's, it's the Quebec, yeah. Except there's palm trees. Yeah, but you're yeah. paying taxes same like thing. crazy, yeah. and you have no services. Everything yeah. is falling apart. It's like really, I pay like hardly any taxes in Florida. Dude, we got a free shuttle. I could get on the shuttle. I could get hammered. Just walk to the corner, get on a shuttle. They're going to drive me to the beach so I can keep Wild. having a good time, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's free. I don't have to pay for it. And my taxes are so low. Like, who's paying for all this stuff? I don't know, but I guess, <laughs> you know what? You don't need that much money to run it all. No. But it seems like if everyone's it's run getting... properly. Yeah, everyone's yeah. getting overtaxed. And yeah. like, and then when you think about things there too, like, they don't buy with all the bullshit, you know, like... How many times have you seen a news story that recycling just goes in a landfill? Mm -hmm. Hardly anyone recycles in Florida. When I first moved there, I was like, well, you guys don't recycle? <laughs> like, I went outside of my, my building. I'm like, with the recycling, I'm yeah, like, where where's the bin? <laughs> where's the blue bin? There's no bin. There's no blue bin? There's no bin. And I, like, I asked a guy, uh, like, uh, who I ended up being friends with after I go, I was like, uh, <laughs> I go, there's no bin. Like, do you guys not recycle here? And he goes, honestly, dude. Are you even recycling when you put it in the blue bin? And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. And then I start thinking about it. I go, not only that, like you pay taxes so that the recycling comes to your house and picks it up. So now you're paying for something that's not even getting recycled. And then at the end of the day, they go, well, okay, you can't use plastic bags. Dude, I go to the grocery store, I can take as many plastic bags as I want, right? And I was saying this with someone the other day, and they go, yeah, but so, yeah, but that's not good for the environment. I go, listen, you got a dog, right? What do you do when you need to pick up from your dog? What do you do? You go buy plastic bags. Right. I get my plastic bags for free. I use them to carry my groceries. Then I could use them afterwards. Uh, yeah. yeah. So am I the one? I'm realistically, I am recycling. Mm -hmm. I'm using that plastic bag for more than one thing. You're actually not even getting a free plastic bag. Then you got to go to the store, buy a plastic bag, and you're just throwing it out yeah. in the garbage anyways. What about all the other plastics? You know, so it's like, these are the things, and, and they, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, it's like, I find we're like kind of brainwashed, and I didn't realize this until I moved out. But in Canada, we get somewhat brainwashed with like, you got you to gotta do your part. You right. got to do... And then you look at everything else good. going around yeah. and you're like, yeah, but no, what, how come you guys don't got to... Yeah. How come no the government is, doesn't <laughs> got to do, do their part? Why is it just us that we got to do? And they yeah. shame you if you don't right, do your right. part. But if you think about it realistically, you're like, are you really doing your part? You know, it's... 
it's interesting. They, the thing I love about Florida is they don't buy the bullshit. They question everything. And that's that's the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed yeah. to be. Here you can't question anything, and if you do, they label you. You're right? far right, buddy. That's it. You're far right. <laughs> so far, I like. You know what I say? So far right, as in we're right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. All along we've been right. Look, you can't be right about everything, and I'll be the first to admit if I, you know, do something and realize after, okay, that was stupid. I'll be the first to say. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm, yeah, I yeah. misjudged that or I should have done this better. But there's just so many things now, so many truths, like I said earlier in the podcast, that are coming out. When you look back at these things, or even what they're still trying to sell you, like, don't you think that the guy who's the poster boy for the environment here in Canada, Justin Trudeau, should be setting an example? For example, yeah, instead of taking two planes, which he does all the time, and one always breaks down, and another one comes and bail, you know, bails him out. Yeah. Going to Jamaica. Yeah. His carbon footprint, right, is more than you and I. Yeah, for sure. I recycle too, right. by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, just to say, for a far right guy, you know. So, shouldn't you? Don't you think he should be leading by example? That yeah. if I were him, at least I would. Be, even if I didn't believe it, I was like, okay, I'm not going to Jamaica. We're not going to take, you know, the company plane. I'm going to try to figure out a different way. It's an $84,000 resort somebody's going to pay for. Okay, maybe not a good idea. I said this on the last pod. Maybe I'll uh, go up to the Laurentians right, and yeah, borrow yeah. my friend's chalet and go do some snowshoeing. Right. He doesn't care about that because he really doesn't care about the average Canadian. He makes it seem like he cares. Yeah, well, that's a politician. It's yeah. the virtue signaling, but here it's out of control. Yeah. And everything that you said. Look at, And it's not that I look at... Um, DeSantis and think he's a genius. Oh either. no, he's definitely because he yeah. talks sometimes that I, and I'm listening. Oof, you know, and you're like, okay, this guy. But if I'm gonna choose one or the other, uh, Florida wins every time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and if you took Justin Trudeau and brought him to Florida, and you took Ron DeSantis and brought him to Canada, right? Yeah. Let's do the switcheroo. Okay. I bet you Justin Trudeau would ruin Florida. <laughs> Am I right? And I think Ron DeSantis, as loopy as he is, would probably make Canada a much better place. I think is it, that is that a fair assessment? Because I think if the person's bad, they'll be bad anywhere. Okay, right. I really truly believe that. It's not the circumstances that you necessarily inherit. Right. Okay. It, it, if the person is a natural born leader, they'll be a good leader. Yeah. If the person is not, it doesn't matter what you do. They're going to ruin everything they touch, and I think that's what Trudeau's done here. Yeah, I, I don't think that I just don't think that they're even trying to change anything. You they're know, not. like guys like that. Like it's not that they're even trying to make it better. It's that they're trying to make more money or like help their friends out, and that's what you see. That's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like they're listening to the people at all. No, right? Like anything people say, they're not listening. You know, even with everything that happened. You know, the trucker rally, people going down there, it's like you have all those Canadians at your doorstep and the best you can come up with is they're racist and misogynist. You're telling me you can't go talk to them and and I you know, what's your what's your reason? Forget the leaders of the convoy yep. if you want to call them whatever they are. What about just the people that all showed up? Ask them what they're feeling and why they're here. Mm -hmm. They don't just go for no reason, nope. right? And to just like throw them all, uh, you know, under a bus and put a label on them right there, that doesn't show me that you should be a leader of, of a country at all because you're not listening to the, and that's a large collective of people. 
So if you don't care about that and you just, you're just pushing your agenda right past it, you're not there to lead. You're there to, to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets dicey for a, for, a, a poli- you know, for a prime minister to have someone like that. They, they're not there for the country. I no. mean, what is that then? That's not, you shouldn't, you, shouldn't be a, you shouldn't be there. And it's scary for everyone because when you have something like that, like, you know, you're, you're, you're not, um, you, can't, you can't do that. Those are people. Those are citizens. You know, they need to be heard. And, and I really didn't enjoy it or like seeing what he did during that whole, in- I didn't, I didn't support it at the starting. I was like, this is like, you guys are just gonna, you know, it's not going to end well, all of that. But to say that to the, to them, I was even, I was like, wow, you don't do that as a prime minister. You listen to the people they elected you, right? Mm-hmm. The people elected you, your job is to make them happy. And if they're not happy, you should figure out why and look at what's happening today. It's not good. Everyone's complaining now. Mm-hmm. So it always starts at the bottom. If, the, if the, the labor workers are not happy, everyone else should go, what's going on? Because it's going to come to you next. Mm-hmm. So it really bothered me that you just brushed them off and, and kind of played it off. And then the people that kind of supported it too and just went off on the truckers or said like, you know, they're crazy and what are they doing? And you're not free. You're in Canada. Of course you're free. They flew uh, swastikas and all this. You know, bullshit. and well, yeah. yeah, right. And who, you know, and, but and the media was, was messaging. Well, who gets the money from the, the media? You know, yeah. the media yeah. needs to well, go with just, the government because if they don't support the government, right. they don't get the grants. And if they don't get yeah, the grants, course. they don't get paid so that's where that's why when people you know it's he's he's a fucking good manipulator is what he is he's really good at making the people uh turn on each other and keep his base and try to make them see people labeled you can't label it's so bad as a prime minister (laughs) to label your people as that's all he does it's so bad i couldn't believe it and then not only that when he was like oh they're racist they're racist i'm like I mean, <laughs> Sir John, John A. McDonald, uh, uh, you know, like how many of our leaders were racist? Like, are you going to say the founders of Canada shouldn't have been listened to? Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's your argument, if they are racist, I mean, do you just brush them off? Mm-hmm. Go, well, they're racist, so we're not going to listen. Right. Well, listen, I, I'm of, of a color, right? I'm still going to listen to somebody. I've done, you can go on 22 minutes. I sat across from a guy who openly said he was racist right in my face. I still interviewed him. I talked to him. At the end of the interview, he invited me back to his house. He goes, next time you're in Quebec, come by, have dinner with me and my wife. Amazing. Dude, the guy was like, you can sleep at my, you know, and it, those are the things that like, it, you know, you could say what you want, but if you just talk to somebody like a human being, they're going to be like most of the time they'll be human with you back. Absolutely. And, and that's how you win them over. Mm-hmm. You don't win them over by just labeling them as a racist and walk away, you know? Yep. So yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's scary. Like, yeah, you know what? America's got some wild stuff going on, but Canada also, I think we all have something going on right now. That's a little bit, uh, getting wacky and, yeah. the and world, like you said, it's everywhere. It's spread everywhere. The people, yeah. it's, it, the only thing that hopefully will hold us together is the people. Like the people, mm-hmm. we have to help each other and, and, you know, do things. That's, a, you know, a lot of people now with inflation, like, listen, if you can help your neighbor out, save a couple bucks, do it and then do it back to, you You know, help each other is the only way I think that everyone's going to get through this. Otherwise, yeah, the, the leaders are not leading us anywhere. They're doing what's good for them and, yep. and they're friends and that's about it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a it's an interesting time. I hope <laughs> I hope it goes well, man. I I'll hope be it goes well. About you, yeah. <laughs> see what happens later on this year. Uh, thanks so much. For, thanks for having me for buddy. coming by. You're fantastic to speak to, and I, and I'm sure maybe the next time, or if you have time, I know you have a lot of people to see. It'd be great to sit down at a bar with you too, and yeah, dude. have a couple of drinks. You just seem so chill. Let's I do could it. talk to you all night, and yeah. I, I could keep this going all night, but I'm sure you have somewhere to be. When do you go back? Uh, I'm actually going on Wednesday. I'm flying to uh, Moncton. I'm doing the Hubcap Comedy Festival oh, nice. in, in New Brunswick. Yeah, cool. so I'll be there. So for, that, what, what's the date? Wednesday. That's this Wednesday. So yeah, I don't know when this will come up, but yeah, it'll be on. Uh, this will be on Wednesday. This will be on Wednesday, January 31st. So if you're watching this, January 31st. Yeah, right. 31st. So that's it. So, so I'll be in, uh, February 1st in Moncton. So if you're in anyone in New Brunswick, Moncton, I'm doing the comedy festival. So that's a Thursday. Yeah, the Thursday is when it starts. So okay, Thursday. Perfect. February 8th. No, first. First. Oh, wait. So it's this week. This week. Oh, you're going straight there. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I messed up. Okay. Yeah, February, February 1st. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm going there. I'm just here for a week. So tomorrow, if you're watching it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. January 3rd. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'll be <laughs> in Moncton doing a bunch of shows there, and then I go back to Fort Lauderdale, and I've got a bunch of shows there as well. Cool, so yeah, any of my social media at Abdul's Butt on Instagram, <laughs> and yeah, you can find all my stuff. That's where I'll be, man. And continued success. Thanks, it's, it's buddy. Say hi to your, your brother. I will, I man. And same to you. This is awesome. Thank you keep, so much. Keep doing you, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to episode 164 of the Drive-By Podcast, sponsored by Les Delices La Fronesse, Simplement Delicieux. Check out one of their five locations, or all five, whenever you want. St. Leonard, Rosemary, Point Claire, Montreal West, and on Tachereau Boulevard in Brossard with the newly expanded store. It's Les Delices La Fronesse. Look at the hangout, great dinner, have some drinks with friends, family, co-workers. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. Find out the closest location to you by going to batonrouge.ca. And I'll be telling you next week on the podcast how you and the person you love could be spending a great romantic evening together at one of their locations. Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. If you enjoyed this episode of the Drive-By Podcast, please five-star it on Spotify or review or comment on Apple. This episode also available on YouTube on the Drive-By Podcast page. And I'm Freeway Frank, and I'll catch you again for two more great episodes next week. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace.